Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is May 20th. Uh, it's been a rough week on Wall Street. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let me just remind you that with all the turbulence that we have seen, all the ups and downs in the market volatility, if you are five years away from retirement or you have been retired for less than 10 years, I got to tell you, it's very important that you walk through our core retirement design to make sure that the amount of risk you have in your portfolio really truly matches up so that you can have the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And with that, we got Dave coming up next. Light air, baby. That could be a cruel, cruel summer. I was talking about earlier about how one state is already recalibrating their gas pumps to accommodate $10 gas. That's, yeah, that could make it kind of a cruel summer, couldn't it? Let's see how the rest of your money is doing this morning up on Wall Street. Not a great day yesterday, but uh, Philip Statler and I kind of think we might be having a bouncing effect this morning of some sort. Let's go downtown and see what's happening. Philip is on the line this morning. Philip, how are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today. It's a Friday. It's a rainy Friday, but it's a Friday. And thank God the markets aren't going to be open tomorrow because it hasn't been a lot of fun for the last few, has it? It has not. I think I saw a headline today that we will end this week, most likely, the eighth straight negative down week. Oh, geez. I know. I like that, to start off with some good news, right? God, yes. Uh, yesterday morning, we were halfway optimistic for a little bit, but then we turned negative. The Dow ended up down 237 points. S&P was down 22.89, and that precise number in a second, I'll explain why it counts. Uh, NASDAQ was down 29.66, which kind of surprises me. That was the smallest loser of the three indexes. But that uh, 22.89 yesterday got the NASDAQ closing down just about 19.1% from its all-time peak, which means we're nine-tenths of 1% about officially being in bear market territory on the Standard & Poor's 500. And given the fact there isn't a whole lot of good news out there, Philip, I, I advanced the theory when we first got on the phone this morning that somewhere there's a bunch of computer trading programs that are just set to trip when the S&P gets close to bear market territory because things look like they're bouncing this morning and there's no rational reason otherwise why. Oh, you're so right, Dave. There's just really not a reason why as I, I was just kind of thumbing through stuff. And, you know, after you and I got off the air yesterday, the existing home sales number came out. And it was a miss. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, 5.61 million compared to 5.64 million expected. And that was down about a tenth, uh, a little over a tenth of a million uh, from what it was last month. And that pretty much just kind of makes it a unanimous vote as far as the housing-related indexes, because earlier in the week we had three other housing indexes from the Mortgage Bankers Association Mortgage App numbers uh, through the building permits and home starts. And uh, we're pretty much now unanimous that the housing market is at the very least nationally leveling off. My real estate guys here locally say it's still hot as a pistol, but nationally we're a uh, we're definitely slowing down, and that's not good news for the overall economy since uh, housing and construction generate so doggone many other jobs. 
Uh, I found something on my tip sheet this morning that actually threw me for a loop. With the increase in home values plus the increase in the interest rates, uh, home buyer mortgage payments over the last 12 months, this is as of May 15th, are up 43.4% year over year when you factor the price you're paying for the house and the increased mortgage payment. 43.4% kind of explains why things are starting to slow down a bit, doesn't it? It, it definitely does, Dave. When, when you have that kind of increase in home ownership, that's a, that's a big number to try to overcome. And I know wages have gone up, but they haven't gone up that much to kind of compensate for those numbers. No, and the consumer inflation itself, just for the day-by-day junk that we buy, has been eating up the increase in wages. So, yeah, that, that that's scary. It, it basically tightens up the market to the point where the people that are looking are the serious buyers that either need to or really, really want to move. And that's not good for the economy overall because the adventurous home buyers that uh, you know buy homes every three years because they get bored, that was fun for a little while in there. But for the moment, with the mortgage rates up the way they are and values the way they are, uh, you put your home up for sale, you're probably going to move it pretty quick around this neck of the woods. But uh, nationally, it's pretty much the really serious buyers right now, and that's about it. Yeah, it, it is. And so we'll have to continue to, to watch that because that, that tells me that we may have a trend developing. Uh, you know, as we continue to watch those three numbers, uh, that they're going to be important in the next couple months. Uh, absolutely. It, it's it's uh, just one more storm cloud on the horizon. I mean, I've always talked about legs to a stool as to whether or not a recession is in the offing. So far, our employment leg to that stool is looking perfectly fine because there needs to be an upset in the employment market before you can look at a recession 99 times out of 100 anyway. Key industries is another part of it, and the housing market had been strong enough over the last couple of months to the point where so far we were getting over the hump. If we're starting to see weakness and a trend develop here, then the possibility of a recession starts going up by a tinge, I'd imagine. Well, that's true. I mean, I think that's uh, that's definitely something we have to continue to watch and is a, is a great possibility with, with those things that could happen. Absolutely. We're kind of ruminating here in part because there are no government reports out this morning of any great consequence that could move the market positively or negatively. And given the fact that the government reports haven't been particularly positive, that might actually be a good thing. But uh, for the moment, we're looking at just stocks trading based upon what we've already got and what their quarterly reports are. And we don't even have a whole lot of green ink to play with on the quarterly reports because Ross came out to follow up on TJ Maxx yesterday and our tale of the tape on retail, I gather, doesn't look too good, huh? It, it does not. Ross, um, uh, they're trading down significantly this morning. They missed on their on their top and bottom line. Now, their, their bottom line didn't miss by much. I mean, it missed by two cents. But, but that with the... Uh, you know, with the, the the news coming out about inflationary pressures have been exasperated because of Ukraine conflict. Um, yeah, I'm sure that one of the issues Ross has, because I see it in, in Marshalls and some other stores, it's just hard to get an inventory right now because everybody's keeping it as long as they can. Um, and that's kind of how they survive. But uh, they are trading down today right now, almost 24%. Yeah, ouch. Yeah, and if yeah. TJ 
came in after we spoke yesterday, and they had an off tick, too. They're down like 5% today, again, after an off day yesterday as well. I, I look at the off-price retailers, and you mentioned they can't get stock because if uh, you know if Coles and Macy's and the you know the big brick and mortars don't sell it, that's when they end up getting it, and because they're having trouble getting new stock in, and they've got supply disruptions, the off-price stores simply don't have anything to sell comparatively. That, that's right, and so their shelves are are bare a lot of times, and so but it'll be a new 52-week low for them, a significant decline. I mean. Uh, their lowest price had been $84. Now it's going to be $70 right now coming out of the, the gate this morning. Ooh, and the other yeah. off-price businesses that we quoted over the last few months really haven't done a lot better than that, just on the grounds of, like you said, inventory is awful darn hard to get. On the other side of the fence, combines, tractors, road gear, and whatnot, uh, we talked about construction slowing down. It looks like it hasn't exactly been kind to deer either, huh? No, it really hasn't. Um, John Deere had a mixed results, uh, actually. Revenue missed what the street expected it to be, but their earnings uh, beat by about 10 cents a share. So, uh, so, so they beat on earnings, missed on revenue. Um, you know, their, their prices are having to go up. And so that's, uh, that's hurting them some, trying to get some different stuff. They did all raise their annual profit outlook, though. They, they do oh. anticipate that by the end of the their fiscal year that they should be up uh, more than what they originally had, had forecasted. Uh, but they are trading down today, almost 6% right now, after closing that, down yesterday, 1.1%. Well, that was just awful. One metric being bad and positive guidance. That kind of surprises me. Yeah, a, a little bit of a, a, a mixed bag there, right? We, yeah, I uh, think so. Is it just sector or did Caterpillar say something? Because uh, Caterpillar is down by by about half a percent as well. And I'm kind of assuming deer is dragging Caterpillar down just on sector problems, right? I, I'm guessing probably so. I mean, I haven't seen anything about uh, Caterpillar right now. But the, okay. uh, I have two other kind of retailers. we got Foot Locker. Uh, mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, specialize in athletic footwear. Uh, they had a good quarter, beat uh, estimates by five cents a share. Revenue was just... Um, a little bit below what they expected. The same store sales fell by less than half of what they anticipated. So that was some good news. I mean, they're down, but down way less than expected. And so we have Foot Locker actually adding to their price today, 3.3%. So uh, so Ooh. that's kind of nice to have a specialty store like that that's doing okay. Nice the, to have anybody go up. Uh, yeah, that's right. Especially retail right now, right? The, really? uh, the other one we have is VF Corp. That is the uh, the brands of North Face, Vans, Timberlane, that kind of stuff. They uh, they had a, a slight miss on top and bottom line uh, for the quarter, um, but they uh, they raised their full year earnings forecast. You got to like that, right? When they have a have a miss on the quarter, but hey, we're gonna make it up next quarter or by the end of the year. So they uh, they're actually doing okay today. They're up five point three percent. Yeah, they're right up toward the top of my big winner list. When you said miss, I was going, huh? <laughs> so my biggest, rule. yeah, so my biggest winner today yeah. is Decker Outdoor. Uh, so Decker's, they, they're having a great, uh, a, a great quarter. They beat earnings by $1.16 a share. It came in at $2.51. Uh, that was $1.16 better than expected. Uh, revenue uh, beat as well. And so uh, 
they're up best that we've had today, up 15.8% right now. Cool. What do they make? I'm not familiar with them. Um, they are a corporation that designs and markets uh, footwear, apparel, and accessories. Um, UGG. They're UGG brands. Oh, okay. UGG, UGG brands. Yeah. Oh. A- and Hoka, Hoka brand. Okay, recognize those names. That's interesting. Specialty retail in general had a pretty good day as far as specialty apparel, didn't they? Yeah, they, they did. They did. They really did. So. Resetting the table off day yesterday on Wall Street between a quarter and a half a percent for the most part across the indexes. I was kind of alluding to the notion of somebody's computer says, don't let it go bare. It looks like that's kind of what's happening this morning. 45 minutes early. What does the ink look like? It's looking good this morning, Dave. Now, the question is, can we finish the day as strong as we started, right? The uh, the Dow's up three quarters of a percent. That's like $228. The S&P 500 is up almost 1%. And the NASDAQ 100 is up a little over one and a quarter percent. So uh, good news across all the indexes this morning. Now, if we can just follow through throughout the day. Silver is uh, trading down this morning about a half a percent. Gold is flat. And crude oil is uh, is basically flat right now, 109.92 a barrel. I hate to think that we're getting a trading range going between 105 and 110, but it's starting to look like it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'd like that range to be like 95 to 100. Uh, I'd rather have it be 75 to 80, well, but then again, yeah. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> Overseas markets, it was mostly positive in the Asian rim. Everybody was up by, uh, well, actually some big ones. Hong Kong was up by 3% at the close this morning. Europe is doing the same thing on the basis of our futures. They're up by a percent and a half or more across the board halfway through their day. Trying to get some stability and some predictability into one's retirement on weeks like this is Dang near impossible without a third set of eyes to look at things. How do I find you to get that set of eyes on my plans? Dave, give us a call at 863-382-0037. Walk through our core retirement design. We help you design the retirement you always dreamed of, making sure that the amount of risk you have lines up with the amount of risk you can really handle with all this volatility we're seeing right now. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday. 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again on Monday morning, you have a dynamite weekend to try to stay dry, Philip. All right, buddy, you too. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. Remember, our core retirement design, give us a phone call and schedule your 30-minute no-obligation phone conference where we'll answer your questions and make sure you're on the right track for the retirement you always dreamed of. Hey, with that, uh, I hope you have a great weekend. I look forward to speaking to you again on Monday. Until then, see you later.